Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Hearts Podcast. I am thrilled to have Brooke back on the show. You guys might be familiar with Brooke being here last year, and we talked about holistic living together because she is one of the most beautiful, phenomenal, intuitive people that I know. She has been my own holistic coach and transformed a lot of my journey. And so I thought it would be a great um, guest to have back on as we are talking about pursuing holistic, wholehearted living. And today I really wanted to hone in on specific nutrition, and I couldn't think of a better person to talk about this than Brooke. So welcome. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Hello. I love being here with you. Yes. Um, Okay. So I wanted to talk about how... Every year, we hit New Year's resolutions. Everybody's aiming for these high goals. I'm going to change everything in my diet. I'm going to go all in. So I would love for you to speak as if you were speaking to a client who is like, let's go. Let's go right out of the gate. How am I going to conquer nutrition? What would you say? Wow. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I do hear this a lot. I've heard this for many years. And I think the first thing I try to help the person that I'm talking to frame this is in regard to their own personality. Okay. Because I think in the big scheme of things, I say, okay, how are we going to set you up for success? And how are you going to know yourself well enough? to set yourself up for success Mm -hmm. because there are some people that set intentions and I really like to focus on intentions in the new year rather than resolutions. Mm, I'm not a resolution fan at all. Okay. I say, let's really focus on intentions. What are your intentions based on your understanding of things that aren't working for you? What do you really feel like you need to change? Um, How are you feeling in your body? And then if you know yourself well enough to know, okay, this doesn't work. I feel like, you know, crap a lot of the time or something is, my hormones are off. Something's not working. Okay. Then you have to figure out what is going to be the best means of scheduling and um, routine that's going to be best for you in order to do that. Okay. So a lot of people just kind of jump on that bandwagon and they say, okay, let's new year's resolution. I'm going to work out five times a week and <laughs> um, I'm going to cook all my meals. Uh-huh. And this is the same person that has, you know, five kids under 10, <laughs> um, you know, something that's not really going to be realistic for right. their lifestyle, for who they are, for, really what they could accomplish. And then people get very frustrated because they, they feel like a failure for not doing whatever it is that they wanted to do. And ultimately it's just because they didn't set themselves up for success. 
So I say kind of let's just come slow down and go back. And for one, let's look at the intentions that you're looking to create and then see what is going to work best for you, knowing yourself and knowing the phase of life that you're in, that is going to set you up for success. What are some small measurable goals that you can break it up in? Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to lose 60 pounds and let's be reasonable and say, okay, that's not going to happen in a month. Yeah. So if you want to lose 60 pounds, then let's go big picture and let's say 60 pounds in 60 in uh, six months. And then you have milestones along the way that are yeah. going to uh, motivate you to keep you going and to keep you moving. Okay. So if you were talking to, let's take that, um, the avatar of like the mom that has five kids, they're all under 10. And she wants to lose 60 pounds in the six months. What, what were, what would be the things that you would consider? Because like we've talked about over and over again, it's not just nutrition. Um, and what we're talking about in this season of holistic hearts is it is about every part of her life. So how would you, what would you look at in her life, um, in this mama? Well, I think if we're just going to go through the semantics first, which is, you know, the most important, you're going to say, okay, well, where are you wasting time? Mm. Where are you not uh, creating permanent value in your life? Mm -hmm. Um, And what can you eliminate? So I would say, first and foremost, let's kind of evaluate your day to day you know, within maybe a week's time frame, mm-hmm. and say, where are you wasting time? Mm. And I think, I think we all waste time. I don't care really who we are, right. how busy we are. We're all busy, but somehow we find ways not to be super productive all the time. Right. Um, I don't think we need to be super productive all the time, but we also don't need to be wasting time because it's taking away time from something else. Right. So intentional. I would say, okay, what are your time wasters? And then we can eliminate that. And then we open up an opportunity for that mom to be more intentional about maybe meal planning, um, ordering her groceries, you know, doing something that if ordering groceries is a option for where someone would live, I would say do that Mm -hmm. because then you don't have to load up all the kids. You'll have to find a babysitter, you know, whatever um, the scenario, get your groceries ordered plan your meals. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take, um, once you get the hang of it, I think that doesn't take that long at all. Yeah. And then uh, you can just have, you know, 10, 15 meals on repeat, just rotate through them, change a couple of things up. Yeah. I don't think it has to be very complicated. Right. Um, I wouldn't make it complicated if I had five kids and I have four. <laughs> so I don't make it complicated. <laughs> um, and I don't really love to cook. But nutrition is very important to me. So I'm going to make the time um, to plan that out because it's something that is priority. So I say, um, you know, free up your time and then be intentional about how you're going to fill that space. So you can do meal planning, which is not going to take long once you get the hang of it. And then we're going to have to figure out a way to add some exercise in. Mm -hmm. But again, that doesn't have to be something that's super involved. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just movement. And that can be something that you find off the internet these days. You can find an online coach. I mean, there's all kinds of different options that we have. And I love what you told me when we were 
when we were in the coaching relationship was go outside and just play with your kids. Like that was one of my intentions was being intentional with my kids and just, you know, tying those together of, okay, I'm going to go outside, jump on the trampoline for as much as I can as a mom. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) I think we all understand. Totally get you get me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, or play football with them or, you know, just being creative in that department. Okay, that's good. All right, what else? What else? And and just to uh, kind of tag on to that, the back end of that, I think a lot of people think of exercise as something that's very routine and regimented. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, I did tell you, get outside, play with your kids. Don't underestimate the power of that kind of movement because yeah. if you're – even if you're doing trampoline or doing the monkey bars with the kids or mm-hmm. something like that, you're creating um, a, oh, what did we do? We did like, we did like timed um, ninja kind of thing, you know, like yeah. the ninja warrior back mm-hmm. before it was a thing. We did like a, a whole routine on the playground yeah, and then we all timed each other and even I got involved. The kids love to time me. I'm trying to move fast, you know, across the monkey bars or whatever. And, uh, you know, that, that is movement. That is exercise. It's something that's important and absolutely can be counted. So, um, just get, I think it's really important that we just get out of the box, that we don't think something has to look a very specific way. I think when you're talking about holistic or when I think about holistic, I don't think of something that fits into a very specific box. Yeah. I think that there is a creativity to holistic living. Mm. And I think that that is going to look unique and different for everybody, but that is a way that we can tap into, you know, that, uh, that piece of us that is longing to be, um, longing to create. Yeah. I think there's a piece in all of us that want to create is just create what Yeah, we're not talking about crafts. We're not talking about, right. you know, art, if that's not your avenue, mm-hmm. but if you want to, you know, be creative in just how you move, be creative in how you plan your meals. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think that that practice of creativity can look so many different ways. And that is where, holistic living comes into like the culmination of it is that it is the kind of out of the box thinking but even that has a connotation I just think it's more of a creative way of looking at things based on what is going to work best for you and your body and your phase of life and your family and all these things that come together that creates the you know beautiful a marriage of your life and then how are you going to live outside of that yeah well that's amazing because I think of because it kind of segues into my next question which is um so if somebody was starting their new year and they pick out a diet plan quote unquote <laughs> yeah why is that not going to work for everybody like wh- I think the way that you have taught me and how to coach and how to be intuitive is such a great um, example of that creative. Well, you know what? Uh, Whole 30 is not going to work for for you specifically because there are some foods that are triggering in there for you. And 
So I would love for you to speak on that of when people dive into a diet just because it's the next thing that people are talking about, like intermittent fasting, I think of, and keto and paleo and all those things. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Pick one, anyone, right? Anyone. Yeah. What is the diet of the day? <laughs> yes. The DOD. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, I think if I can kind of answer as succinctly as possible, it's going to be kind of getting back to, I think, first and foremost, someone has to know themselves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times um, what works the best in diets is simply the structure. And a lot of people need the structure. Yes. So I think if structure is going to work best for someone, if they know that they need structure, then picking something that is going to create the, (laughs) the, best results with the least amount of, you know, heartache and trouble along the way. So maybe that's, um, paleo usually is a good place to start for some, um, whole food. I mean, a whole 30 is definitely a good place to start. And then I say, um, within that structure and within those choices, the most important thing is that you're paying attention to the communication of your body. Yes. If you don't pay attention to the communication of your body, then eventually your body's voice will get so loud it will win in the big scheme of things. Air quote win. Can you um, because you can't continue to do something over and over again that your body is rejecting, no matter how healthy you might think it might be. Yeah. And think that it's just going to all of a sudden settle down for yeah. lack of a better term. Okay. So what would be an example of that? What are some of the symptoms or talking that your body does? What can people recognize if they're not used to listening to their body? (laughs) Um, And they're like, oh, you know, most people aren't. Right. And so when I'm walking this journey with a lot of people, I am saying, hey, write down your symptoms. And write down everything that you experience throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't correlate things. Right. They don't think that um, the headache or um, the very bad PMS or, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they don't think that that correlates. And let me just say, um, as a side note, I think one of the most popular things that I hear on a regular basis is, I've always been like this. Oh, it's, it's been like this as long as I can make, remember, mm-hmm. you know, I've been constipated since I was two, Yeah, you know, I, it's like some of these things are like, oh, I've had bad periods ever since, you yeah. know, I, I started that, um, cycle in my life and I say, okay, but just because you've always experienced something doesn't mean that that's normal, normal. or that mm-hmm. you have to accept that. Yeah. So I say, if, you know, someone's coming into it and they already know that they have symptoms, then I say, okay, go ahead and write those down. If you have kind of chronic headaches, if you have chronic PMS, if you have, you know, chronic sleep issues, which, you know, I hear a lot of all three of these, Mm -hmm. um, let's just go ahead and put those down and then let's track those. Okay. And then as you continue to stay consistent, which consistency is absolutely number one key. If you're not consistent with things, then Um, especially when you're changing lifestyles and stepping into something very different, then you're not going to give your body the time that it needs to make the adjustments necessary. So consistency is uno numero important. 
Um, when, then, when, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, when would people start to expect to, like in their consistency, where would they start to notice a rhythm or symptoms like, oh, okay, what, what mm-hmm. did you, what would, what have you seen as a pattern with your yeah. clients? I wish I had a pattern in that, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. And out of the thousands of people that I've worked with, um, I'm going to say there aren't that many patterns um, wow. okay. because someone is going to see changes in two weeks and someone's going to take, you know, a month. Yeah. So um, I would say a month is a good, you know, kind of the 30 to 40 day mark Okay, is where I say we really need to be looking at what's going on there. By that point, most people have stuff going on. The, the girls that I've worked with, I mean, you guys need to go at least through one cycle, at least Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes two cycles Mm -hmm. to really see some shifts in hormones. If you're working with hormones. So, you know, Mm -hmm. male, female makes a difference. Um, The age of the female makes a difference. So, you know, there are many different variables, but I would say, you know, usually by a complete cycle, in the female. Okay. So probably around 40 days okay. um, is going to be a place where I would um, start seeing a lot of things that were shifting, okay. at least things that are shifting. Okay. And, you know, we live in a society where everyone wants something like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's really hard to see the nuances. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what's most important is that we really pay attention to the small things. Yeah. And we start seeing how these small things have huge impacts yes. because everything in our body is connected. So it's not like our gut works separate of our head, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people that have chronic headaches have gut issues, even if they don't think they have gut issues, right. they, if their elimination system is working every day mm-hmm. that doesn't equal a great gut yep. it is a sign of it it is one of the aspects of it but it's not the end all of it yeah so um you know it's really paying attention to it giving the body enough time mm-hmm. to show these things and then to understand how to make adjustments mm-hmm. which is really where Maybe a someone uh, that is uh, a doctor or a coach or a nutritionist comes in to help someone that's having some chronic issues mm-hmm. because it's really hard for someone that you know doesn't research it and doesn't understand it to understand what some of these things mean. Okay. But if they're going the path and they continue to create um, healthy habits and their body continues to respond positively then keep doing what you're doing yeah but if you get to a point to where chronic things continue to be chronic things or something is not working compared to the effort that you're putting in I'd say you need to have the results based on what what you're doing mm-hmm. right so if you're really eating very healthy and you've done the quote-unquote whole 30 let's just mm-hmm. go with that for 30 days, and you absolutely should see results, mm-hmm. certain results. And if you don't, based on what it was that you came into this process looking to um, create, mm-hmm. then you need to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And 
a lot of times with females, that's hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's a gut that is, you know, out of balance. Yeah. And so the diet is absolutely unequivocally a very important piece of it, but it's not the end all. Mm-hmm. So someone that's making healthy choices and healthy adjustments, but then has a very high stress diet, uh, high stress life. Mm-hmm. So their cortisol is always high. Yeah. Then their body is not going to take that situation and go, oh, okay, I can release weight right now. Right. It absolutely is going to hold on to weight because it feels like it's in fight or flight all the time. Yeah. So, you know, it's just understanding certain aspects of the body and how it works. But regardless of that, I think it's important that everybody says if they're going to put in the effort to create a healthy lifestyle, then, then their body should mm-hmm. respond, you know, as time progresses. Yeah. Well, and I love that you brought up the high stress part too, because like I said, it's a holistic, the wholehearted lifestyle conversation that we're having. And if our um, self-care is looking like uh, I'm going to go all in on this life, uh, the eating change, like paleo or Whole30 for this 30 days. But there's an attitude of, darn it, body, like get into shape, (laughs) you know, like this is what we're doing and I am eating this darn food (laughs) to make myself healthy. Like that that's going to be an influence just as much as if you were eating a bag of potato chips. And um, I just I loved when I when I was working with you, um, how on the flip side of that. Um, I could be very like, I, I want to eat this structured and this adamant about I am not ever going to eat cheese again. And then, (laughs) and then I'd be like, Brooke, I ate a grilled cheese. (laughs) And, and you'd be like, Hey, um, I hope you enjoyed that grilled cheese (laughs) and that you celebrated eating those nachos. And like, there's this grace of allowing yourself those moments of I just am craving a grilled cheese not that it's going to be like an everyday occurrence but the attitude behind it is what I'm trying to get at is the holistic part of am I going to go into this birthday party for my kid and have guilt all over myself for having a piece of cake or am I going to set the intention of I'm truly going to be present I want to enjoy the cake with him or her and enjoy a glass of wine at the end of the night. There's a difference between that and going in and already knowing you're going to fail. You're going to take it home and think about it and mull over how you did such a bad job of not saying no and all of that. So I just, I, I would love for you to talk on that part of the communication with ourselves as well as um, just... I don't know, the kindness factor Mm, to ourselves. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, what I love the most about that is reframing it to the the point where we're choosing, we're making choices. Yeah. And I think that is completely different than being in this attitude of I can't or I shouldn't. Yeah. And I think that, 
that really is where we set ourselves up for success, for failure. Mm-hmm. If we're like, I can't do that. I can't have that. I can't have that food. Mm-hmm. Or you get into that point and your mental story is, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even be looking at it. I shouldn't even be thinking about it. Um, and you're right. When we're in that place, we're actually setting off stress chemicals in our body. Mm-hmm. We're raising our cortisol. Mm-hmm. And when we raise our cortisol, our uh, torso shuts down. So our gut kind of shuts down because it thinks we need to be running from a tiger. We're, we're still, that's still our DNA. Yeah. That's still how we're designed. Mm-hmm. So all our blood is going into our extremities and it quiets down everything that's going on in our torso. So okay. if we have food in our belly, healthy food, let's say you eat a salad before you go to this birthday party mm-hmm. and you're saying, I just ate a good salad. That's what I felt like I needed to be eating. And um, that's great. And then you get to that party and you it's only been 15, 20 minutes. So the food hasn't digested. <laughs> and then you start stressing about what you can't have and what you can't do. Yeah. And, you know, you start stressing about the whole nutrition diet situation that's going on there. Then you're not going to be digesting that salad. That salad is going to be sitting there. Yeah. Okay. And there's a fermentation process that always happens depending on how long it sits there and depends <laughs> on how healthy your gut is mm-hmm. that is going to be taking place. Yeah. Okay. So not only are you raising your cortisol, your thyroid, you know, hormones are coming in and trying to figure out how to kind of create homeostasis, which is a balanced body mind, a balanced body mind. Mm-hmm. Um it, you know, it's like, well, I think she's supposed to be running from Tiger, so we're going to put all of her <laughs> blood into her extremities. And then you just sit there. You know, that has a huge implication in the in the body, right? Right. And so once you finally settle down and the blood finally goes back into your digestion mm-hmm. to finish digesting the food, again, depending on the health of your gut and the health of your cortisol balance and the health of your thyroid all these other things that come together yeah. is going to determine if that salad sits there or not. Hmm. And just because it's a salad doesn't mean that it can't be shunted into <laughs> fat storage. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just super important that our mindset is in alignment with our choices and yeah. that, you know, again, that we're setting intentions. And then when we set the intention, then we make choices that are in alignment with that intention. Yeah. And I think if we focus on it from that aspect, then we feel like we are making these choices. We are empowered in these choices. And we feel like we have control over ourselves in this situation. Yeah. So you go to the birthday party and you choose a piece of cake. Yeah. So if you choose something, you take 100% responsibility for it. Yeah. And when you do it from that mindset, you're, you're saying to yourself, okay, do I, do I want responsibility for this? Is Mm -hmm. this what I want to hold responsibility for? Yeah. Or is it not really worth it? Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I both, I mean, when we go, uh, have a birthday, dinner or whatever for our kids, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be sitting there going, I 
I'm going to have uh, grilled chicken and broccoli while you guys, you know, experience, you know, I don't know, melting pot or whatever right. it is, right. whatever the food of the moment is that our kids choose. Um, you know, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to figure out what's my personal balance and I'm going to choose to celebrate with my family. I'm going to choose yeah. to celebrate with my kids. But again, it's going to be based on my body, what is important to me, what's going on. If I've got a chronic illness, that's yes. completely different than someone that has pretty balanced lifestyle and they're not dealing with anything chronic. Yeah, Chronic has a whole nother story. Um, we're just talking about people that are day-to-day, Average. you know, help living. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I want to dig in a little bit further because you talked about aligning your body with your mind. And then it, it made me think about how many conversations we talked about, um, of the belief behind it and this unconscious layer of, uh, no, we, I mean, talk about unworthiness. Like, do you believe that you're worthy or, um, to lose those 10 pounds, 60 pounds, whatever it is. Um, how important is the belief system and your unconscious self in that process? Yeah, such an important thing. Actually, the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're always going to come back to your belief system, mm-hmm. always. So whatever that belief system is, whether it's conscious or unconscious. And let's just talk about food for a second. A lot okay. of times the way we're raised, you know, has a certain impact on what we believe about food or what we believe is healthy versus not healthy. Mm-hmm. So that is a subconscious piece to it. Um, you know, a lot of times they're like, well, my mom um, got us fast food every night. So we didn't, we never ate healthy. So mm-hmm. they do have an understanding that the way they were raised wasn't healthy, but then they don't have any understanding of what healthy really looks like right. for them. So then it's kind of like this panacea. It's like, okay, well, there's 1 million options out there. Where am I supposed yeah. to go with this? What am I supposed to do? But belief system is of ultimate importance and understanding that there are going to be certain principles that are going to be um, universal in creating health, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So um, it doesn't matter how healthy let's say fast food claims to be, Mm -hmm. that's not going to be healthy. And I also want to say that healthy um, doesn't equal skinny. Yes. And I think that's super important Mm -hmm. for females. Um, There have been some severely unhealthy skinny people. Mm -hmm. And the flip side of that also is what someone might assess as big to mm-hmm. someone else, um, they could be very healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to talk morbidly obese or anything along those lines, but you know, everybody's got their own perception of what is skinny versus fat in air quotes. Right. So I think it's really important that everything doesn't get clumped in those two categories of skinny is healthy and fat's unhealthy yeah. because we're all made different. So yeah. we got to figure out what that looks like first and foremost. But um, belief system is always going to trump your discipline at some point. Mm. So someone only, 
you can only be disciplined for so long. You can only be strong minded, you know, for so long in making choices. But if your belief system isn't in alignment with that, then you'll eventually poop out and mm-hmm. go back to what you believe is what you need to be doing. And I think, you know, the, the worthiness always comes into play. I think for a lot of females, um, that usually is something that's pretty subconscious is usually not very uh, on the conscious surface. Um, that usually looks like um, someone saying on the conscious level of, well, I just can't lose it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, it's just not going to happen. I'm just going to have to be like this forever. And mm-hmm. I'm, it, this is just not going to be what I'm going to ever be able to be like. I'll never be like that, or I'll never be able to have that body or create that, you know, whatever that might sound like for someone. Yeah. I think everybody has their own voice and what that sounds like as it comes out. But um, I think it's really important that, you know, again, as we, you know, kind of come in full circle to what it means to be holistic too is if you're documenting your progression and you're documenting your symptoms that you're also aware of your thought process as you're going through these changes, Mm -hmm. you know, it goes back to making choices when you're at a birthday party, you have to be mindful of what you're thinking about how you're relating to that situation to know that you need to be changing it, or Mm. you need to be relating to it differently. Right. So then you start, you're going through this process and you start paying attention to how you're thinking about the changes in your body Mm. or not changes in your body. I mean, do you get to the point to where you're just like, you know, four weeks in, nothing changed. So, oh, well, I'm going to go back to, you know, eating my McDonald's and, you know, drinking my Diet Coke and doing what I was doing before, because obviously this doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So that's a belief system, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to go back and say, okay, really doesn't matter what I eat. It doesn't matter what I eat. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what I weigh, whatever that looks like. Okay. And, um, you know, then... That's, you know, when the sabotage comes in. Yep. And we, I hear that a lot. Um, I know that. You well. know, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have a little self-sabotager in us. Uh-huh. Some are just louder than others. Yes. Um, but it's really important that we acknowledge it and um, pay attention to it and kind of do the work around it. If we're ever going to be able to really create this holistic life that we're desiring and longing to create. Mm, that was so good. Ah, Brooke, <laughs> I feel like I should have you on here about every three weeks. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I would love it. Yes. Thank you for, again, just um, being so clear on why nutrition is, it is a holistic approach. It is mind, body, and spirit. And I I did want to say too, when I was working with you were probably one of, and and when I hone in on my nutrition and really do that self-care and my, and paying attention to what I'm speaking, the narrative, all of that, um, is when I am most clear spiritually, which 
mm. is, I mean, that is the ultimate holistic lifestyle. But I just loved that epiphany when I was working with you of like, oh my gosh, when I eat really well, I'm hydrated and I'm working on myself mentally and emotionally. My spiritual level is like out the roof. <laughs> like, whoa, this is so clear. Everything becomes clear and light and it's so much easier to work on myself when I'm choosing foods that nourish my body, um, choosing narratives that are helpful rather than bringing cortisol higher. So thanks for being a part of that journey. I always tell oh. you thank you, but thank you. <laughs> so it's my greatest joy, my oh. greatest blessing. Yeah. And you were such a beautiful example of that too, mm. as you walk through that and, um, to be able to see you step into that clarity and that uh, just amazing beauty from the inside out was mm. um, amazing for me. You know, I love you so much. I love you too. Well, if people want to find out more about you, I know that we talked about this last time. You can go on Instagram at Transformational Health LLC, and yeah. um, or you can go to the website, which is TransformationalHealthLLC.com, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll put the link in the show notes for you guys to find out a little bit more about Ashley Brooke Harbor. Thank you so much again. I loved it. <laughs> I loved every second. Um, hopefully we can do this again soon. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.